0: Welcome to St. Martin of the Fields and welcome to Great Sacred Music. Today we're exploring, as you probably will already have realized, Vivaldi's uh, Gloria. Vivaldi, Antonio Vivaldi, lived from 1678 to 1741. In addition to being a composer, he was a violinist, and in addition to being a violinist, he was a Catholic priest. He spent most of his life in Venice. In fact, uh, around about 1715, he became choir master at an institution called the Pieta. Uh, The Pieta was a charitable home for what were then known as foundlings. What he created was a fascinating and brilliant business model. He literally trained orphans to sing for their supper. His job was to compose pieces of music and train his choir of young orphans to sing them so as to attract to chapel services a wealthy congregation who would, through their donations and bequests, support and finance the institution. You could describe him as Europe's first and greatest social entrepreneur. And so we, uh, he's a poster child for us here at St. Martin's, not just because we have sung a lot of Vivaldi in our time here and played the four seasons, possibly more than the world ever actually needed, <laughs> but, uh, but also because of his model of social entrepreneurship, which we've more or less imitated here in the way that we try to combine the income generating activities uh, with the way we generate income through channeling the resources of underserved communities. So he really is a remarkable figure and very precious to us. Now, it's our tradition at Great Sacred Music to begin with a hymn we all sing. We don't have a hymn of Vivaldi's handy, so we're going to stick with the theme of glory and sing together glorious things of the Aspoken, which you can find on the inside of your sheets. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting hymn for a number of reasons. Uh, it was written by John Newton, if his name sounds familiar, but just think of Amazing Grace. It was published uh, in the Olney hymn- hymnal that he put together with the poet William Cooper in 1779. Olney's in Buckinghamshire, for those who don't know their home county's geography all that well. Um, it was full of miserable hymns, if truth be told, but this was the happy one, and that's why we sing it today, and we haven't, don't any longer sing most of the miserable ones. Um, but the tune that was best known by today is one of the great hymn tunes of the 20th century, and it came to be composed in a really interesting way. It came to be composed because historically this hymn had always been sung to the tune Austria, and uh, indeed there was was an incident in 1936 in Durham Cathedral. Uh, The German ambassador to the United Kingdom, later to become famous, the name Joachim von Ribbentrop, got to know a man called Molotov at one stage and signed a famous pact that started off the Second World War. Um, But Joachim von Ribbentrop gave a Nazi salute when he heard this hymn being sung to the same tune as the German National Anthem and he had to be restrained by the Marquess of Londonderry. Well done hymn. So it was historically sung to Austria but obviously at the beginning of the Second World War broadcasting uh, hymns to the German national anthem went seriously out of fashion. So if they were going to sing this very well-known hymn, they had to produce a new tune for it. Well, the BBC religion department was relocated very close to where I grew up, a place called Lee in uh, Bristol. Uh, And so a tune was composed uh, a beautiful contemporary tune was composed that sounds like a great 19th century hymn tune but was in fact composed at the beginning of the Second World War to replace Austria um, by a member of the B- BBC staff. So that's, that's the story behind this hymn. Uh, let's uh, sing it together now. We remain seated. The voices stand and lead us. Glorious things of the spoken. to Vivaldi's Gloria. The Gloria, it's a funny kind of a thing. It's, it's not your conventional hymn. It doesn't have verses and all the conventional ways. Uh, it's one of quite a large number of 2nd and 3rd century Greek texts that were composed in the early church. You can think of the Te Deum, probably the most famous one of them, also Hail Gladdening Light, as it's often called, so Song of the Compline service, sometimes at Evensong. There are a lot of these hymns. Most of them were thrown out as being heretical, Uh, but these three are probably the three best-known ones. It was translated from Greek into Latin by Hilary of Poitiers round about the middle of the 4th century. He'd spent a period of exile in the East. He'd learned these hymns, and he translated it uh, back into Latin. There's a very interesting historical kind of footnote about this translation, uh, which is that uh, we're familiar with Gloria in excelsis Deo, but actually the Latin translation of the Bible uh, by Jerome in 385 doesn't say that for this moment in Luke's Gospel. It says uh, Gloria in altissimis Deo, Uh, So that's how we know that it was translated into Latin before 385 because it uses a word that's not written in the usual uh, Latin translation uh, of the Bible. And there's one other interesting uh, nuance about the Gloria and the way it's been used in liturgy. uh, And that is that in the Book of Common Prayer, 1662 and so forth, in Anglican liturgy right up till about 1970, The Gloria was sung at the very end of the Communion service as a kind of celebration of everything that had been uh, honoured in the Communion service. Whereas in the Catholic tradition, it's always been sung at the very beginning of the liturgy. You have the opening Collect, you have the 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 confession, the Kyrie, and then you get you you kneel down for the Kyrie and then get up to your feet to celebrate the forgiveness of sins, and that's where the Gloria comes. So that's for your liturgical anoraks out there. There's 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 been a historic uh, difference between the two. I actually prefer the the Catholic approach, and that's what's now been adopted almost universally by the Anglican churches throughout the world. Why is the Gloria so significant? Well, because it marks that, that precious moment. Immediately after the birth of Jesus and Luke's Gospel, the angels summon the shepherds to the cradle. In other words, this is If you regard the birth of Jesus as the central moment in the whole Christian story where God and humanity meet in Jesus who is fully God and fully fully human, then this is the first moment when that's celebrated. And so it's the moment when the, the, the heavenliness of the angels meets the earthliness of the shepherds and heaven and earth are fundamentally united. That's why this text is so important to Vivaldi and so important to the church today. Let's hear almost all of the rest of it. It's time for us all to sing again now, again on the inside of your sheets. There's actually surprisingly few uh, metrical settings of the Gloria that can be sung as hymns. But here's one by the contemporary uh, Roman Catholic hymn writer John Ainsley, sung to the tune St. Helen, written by Sir George Martin, not that Sir George Martin. Uh, This one, the organist of St. Paul's Cathedral, wrote it in 1880. 81 found its way into the second edition of hymns, ancient and modern. We remain seated, voices stand and lead us as we sing together, glory be to God in heaven. towards the end of Great Sacred Music for this week. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. If you have, there's many different ways to make a contribution as you leave. If you're in the building, there's a swipe machine at the back. You can put some cash in a basket if you're joining us online, or if you're in the building. um, You can go to our website. You can text, and all the details are on the back of the sheet. Thanks for any contributions you can make. Um, What is glory? I hear you wondering after 35 minutes of, uh, of I hope, glory. Uh, glory is, I guess, in a nutshell, experiencing in human relations the quality of the divine relations within the Trinity. I hope you've got just a little glimpse of those in the last 35 minutes. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you.